Welcome to PsalmsCast. Today is the fifth day of July. I am Denise, and what a blessing it is to be able to share the amazing bounty the Lord has prepared for our ears, our minds, and hearts today as we advance in our journey through the book of Psalms and the book of Proverbs. If you're new to this daily reading of the Psalms, welcome. Sit back and enjoy God's Word pouring into your life. Wherever you are, know this. The Holy Spirit has brought you here for a purpose. The Lord always accomplishes His purposes and plans for where His Word goes out. So if you have been drawn to this podcast, the Lord has a Word specifically for you. Our five chapters of the Psalms today are Psalm 5, Psalm 35, Psalm 65, Psalm 95, and Psalm 125, as we're reading from the contemporary English version of the Bible. At the very end of the podcast, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, we are reading through the entire book of Proverbs, and today we are in chapter 5. But first, let's invite the Lord to be our focus and to be our guide as we journey. Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you for drawing us here into your presence. Lord, we come humbly into this moment seeking you. We do desire to draw near to you, to experience your mercy and your grace in the midst of our life. We ask that you would pour your truth into us. Lord, we open our minds and our hearts to you. Allow our lives to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit through your life-giving words here today. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey. Psalm 5, a psalm by David, a prayer for help. Listen, Lord, as I pray. Pay attention when I groan. You are my King and my God. Answer my cry for help because I pray to you. Each morning you listen to my prayer as I bring my requests to you and wait for your reply. You are not the kind of God who is pleased with evil. Sinners can't stay with you. No one who boasts can stand in your presence, Lord, and you hate evil people. You destroy every liar, and you despise violence and deceit. Because of your great mercy, I come to your house, Lord, and I am filled with wonder as I bow down to worship at your holy temple. You do what is right, and I ask you to guide me. Make your teaching clear because of my enemies. Nothing they say is true. They just want to destroy. Their words are deceitful, like a hidden pit, and their tongues are good, only for telling lies. Punish them, God, and let their own plans bring their downfall. Get rid of them. They keep committing crimes and are turning against you. Let all who run to you for protection always sing joyful songs. Provide shelter for those who truly love you and let them rejoice. Our Lord, you bless those who live right and you shield them with your kindness. Psalm 35, 
A Psalm by David, a prayer for protection from enemies. Fight my enemies, Lord. Attack my attackers. Shield me and help me. Aim your spear at everyone who hunts me down, but promise to save me. Let all who want to kill me be disappointed and disgraced. Chase away and confuse all who plan to harm me. Send your angel after them and let them be like straw in the wind. Make them run in the dark on a slippery road as your angel chases them. I did them no harm, but they hid a net to trap me and they dug a deep pit to catch and kill me. Surprise them with disaster. Trap them in their own nets and let them fall and rot in the pits they have dug. I will celebrate and be joyful because you, Lord, have saved me. Every bone in my body will shout, No one is like the Lord. You protect the helpless from those in power. You save the poor and needy from those who hurt them. Liars accuse me of crimes I know nothing about. They repay evil for good, and I feel all alone. When they were sick, I wore sackcloth, and I went without food. I truly prayed for them, as I would for a friend or a relative. I was in sorrow and mourned, as I would for my mother. I have stumbled And worthless liars, I don't even know, surround me and sneer. Worthless people make fun and never stop laughing. But all you do is watch. When will you do something? Save me from the attack of those vicious lions. And when your people meet, I will praise you and thank you, Lord, in front of them all. Don't let my brutal enemies be glad because of me. They hate me for no reason. Don't let them wink behind my back. They say hurtful things and they lie to people who want to live in peace. They are quick to accuse me. They say, you did it. We saw you ourselves. You see everything, Lord. Please don't keep silent or stay so far away. Fight to defend me, Lord God, and prove that I am right by your standards. Don't let them laugh at me or say to each other, Now we've got what we want. We'll gobble him down. Disappoint and confuse all who are glad to see me in trouble, but disgrace and embarrass my proud enemies who say to me, You are nothing. Let all who want me to win be happy and joyful. From now on, let them say, The Lord is wonderful. God is glad when all goes well for his servant. Then I will shout all day, Praise the Lord God. He did what was right. Psalm 65, a psalm by David. God answers prayer. Our God, you deserve praise in Zion, where we keep our promises to you. Everyone will come to you because you answer prayer. Our terrible sins get us down, but you forgive us. You bless your chosen ones and you invite them to live near you in your temple. 
we will enjoy your house, the sacred temple. Our God, you save us, and your fearsome deeds answer our prayers for justice. You give hope to people everywhere on earth, even those across the sea. You are strong, and your mighty power put the mountains in place. You silence the roaring waves and the noisy shouts of the nations. People far away marvel at your fearsome deeds, and all who live under the sun celebrate and sing because of you. You take care of the earth and send rain to help the soil grow all kinds of crops. Your rivers never run dry, and you prepare the earth to produce much grain. You water all its fields and level the lumpy ground. You send showers of rain to soften the soil and help the plants sprout. Wherever your footsteps touch the earth, a rich harvest is gathered. Desert pastures bloom and mountains celebrate. Meadows are filled with sheep and goats. Valleys overflow with grain and echo with joyful songs. Psalm 95 Worship and obey the Lord. Sing joyful songs to the Lord. Praise the mighty rock where we are safe. Come to worship Him with thankful hearts and songs of praise. The Lord is the greatest God, King over all other gods. He holds the deepest part of the earth in His hands, and the mountain peaks belong to Him. The ocean is the Lord's, because He made it, and with His own hands He formed the dry ground. Bow down and worship the Lord our Creator. The Lord is our God, and we are His people the sheep he takes care of in his own pasture. Listen to God's voice today. Don't be stubborn and rebel as your ancestors did at Meribah and Massa out in the desert. For 40 years, they tested God and saw the things he did. Then God got tired of them and said, You never show good sense and you don't understand what I want you to do. In his anger, God told them, You people will never enter my place of rest. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 125, a song for worship. The Lord's people are safe. Everyone who trusts the Lord is like Mount Zion that cannot be shaken and will stand forever. Just as Jerusalem is protected by mountains on every side, the Lord protects His people by holding them in His arms now and forever. He won't let the wicked rule His people or lead them to do wrong. Let's ask the Lord to be kind to everyone who is good and completely obeys Him. When the Lord punishes the wicked, He will punish everyone else who lives a crooked life. Pray for peace in Israel. Yesterday was Independence Day in the United States. In Atlanta, on the 4th of July, 
For over 50 years, tens of thousands of runners and walkers race through the streets for 6.2 miles of the Peachtree 10K road race. Of course, last year there was no race because of COVID concerns. This particular race event is special to me because in 2009, on a whim, I entered a contest for a 300 dollar gift certificate and an entry bib to the Peachtree Road Race. I'm not even sure why I entered because our family were swimmers. We didn't run and especially not in the middle of the hot, humid July weather. Yes, my name was drawn as the winner and I had an entry for the Peachtree Road Race that year. I was supposed to run with the H group of runners The idea of being one of 50,000 participants (laughs) was overwhelming. Where do you park? What time do I have to be there to start with the age group? How do you get to the start line? Where is the finish line? And it was on roads that I was not familiar with. And oh, by the way, did I mention that I did not run? Yes, I was a long distance runner in high school. And that was a lifetime ago. Overwhelming. My wonderful husband, my spouse, my true friend, he offered to go with me, but he didn't have an entry bib. Well, the organizers allow non-participants to join in the fun at the back of the pack after the X group of runners. Yes, X. I said X as in the 24th letter of the alphabet. Each wave starts approximately five minutes after the one in front of it. The first wave starts at 7 a.m. That H wave was scheduled to start the race at about 7.40, and that X group were to start at 9 a.m. So we started walking at 9 a.m. on a bright, sunny, very steamy 4th of July It was so overwhelming, wall-to-wall people, even at the back of the pack. The sidewalks were packed with people cheering, distributing fruit, popsicles, beverages, oh, and ice chips. We finished, and I got my finisher's t-shirt. And then we had to walk, (laughs) we had to walk four miles back to where our car was parked. It was an event that God used to make some major changes in my life, our marriage, and yes, even the lives of our teenage sons. How crazy to realize that God often can and does use the unexpected to teach us lessons about finishing well. That unexpected win was motivation to make some really hard changes. And 12 months later, Our family of four all participated in this race on purpose. My oldest was in the A wave, David was in the C wave, and Tim and I were in the D wave. Since 2010, we all have gone on to run half marathons, which is a distance of 13.1 miles. Several of us have medals to prove that we have successfully completed 26.2 miles of a marathon. What we have found is that there is an amazing sense of accomplishment 
when you cross that finish line, even if you are crawling, we all have had God moments on the various race courses. This journey of faith that we are engaged in is also a race. And yes, the finish line is when we breathe our last breath here on earth and enter into whatever eternity we have been running towards, the one of grace with Jesus or one of judgment. That's really kind of scary. Those are pretty black and white options, heaven or hell. The Bible speaks about running the race. Did you know? And yes, people are watching how we live our lives and the choices and the decisions that we make, our words, our deeds, our humility when we screw up, or the excuses and our blaming of others. Yikes. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, reads, Such a large crowd of witnesses is all around us, so we must get rid of everything that slows us down, especially the sin that just won't let go. And we must be determined to run the race that is ahead of us. We must keep our eyes on Jesus, who leads us and makes our faith complete. He endured the shame of being nailed to a cross because he knew that later on, He would be glad he did. Now he is seated at the right side of God's throne. So keep your mind on Jesus, who put up with many insults from sinners. Then you won't get discouraged and give up. I am going somewhere with all this, so bear with me for just a few more minutes. Last December, David and I were competing in the virtual Honolulu Marathon, No, we were not in Hawaii. Because of COVID, we logged our miles during the month of December to get to our 26.2-mile goal by December 31st. Sadly, neither of us completed that goal because of the wreck that we were in on December 26. David did sustain some minor injuries that curtailed his running for the remainder of the winter. He was cleared to start running in April. The training to get back into running has been challenging, but he has put one foot in front of the other. Yesterday, on July 4th, in the early hours, it found me dropping David about a half mile from the start line for the peach tree. He told me to go and drive toward the finish line and let him know where I'd be parked. He didn't want me to have to worry about trying to get around the city. Instead, I realized I knew the back roads to get to a place on the race course at about the halfway point because I went there frequently for the last four months for various therapies for navigating the brain injury from the December accident. I found a parking spot on a side street and found a place to wait for him to crest the top of Heart Attack Hill. And seriously, that is what it's called. Only dedicated, serious runners actually run up that big hill because it's a butt kicker. I sent David a text to let him know I was by the big statue of the bison in front of the Ted's Montana Grill. 
It was so good to see David's grin as he crested that hill and ran down to give me a big sweaty hug and grab a bit of sugar to motivate him to finish well. And yes, David crossed the finish line 72 minutes after starting. It wasn't his best time ever, but he is so grateful to be back in the race. For the moment, I'm still working on navigating challenges. The body does get deconditioned very quickly when one is not striving forward. While often it seems like perhaps my years of participating in races is over, I choose to believe God still is walking me through a healing process, step by step. I cling to Mark chapter 9, verses 23 and 24, where Jesus said to a father, Why do you say, if I can? Anything is possible for someone who has faith. At once, the boy's father shouted, I do have faith. Please help me to have even more. Yes, Lord, I do have faith. Even in the heart of today, please help me to have even more faith. Father, we thank you again for another day in your word, moving into another week into your word and inviting your Holy Spirit to plant seeds that yield life and fruit of the Spirit in our lives. We thank you for all that you have done and all that you are continuing to do in our hearts and our minds and our spirits as we are transformed by orientating ourselves to you daily. Come, Holy Spirit, in this day, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now for those who desire to go even deeper into God's Word, hang in here for just a few more minutes as we wrap up this part, and then we're going to dive into the fifth chapter of the book of Proverbs. So as I was recording... I realized that there are fireworks that are happening down the street. So yes, I am recording after dark on the 4th. So no, there is not guns going off in my neighborhood. It's just people who've spent their money to have fireworks. If you desire to reach out to share thoughts, to request prayer, or to request a Bible be sent to you, the number to dial or text in the United States is 470-240-1509. If you're not in the United States, you can use WhatsApp to reach out and contact us. That number is 1-470-240-1509. You can also use social media to make the connection. Psalmscast is on Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God, Proverbs chapter 5. Okay, friends, today God gets real, and He talks about sexual stuff. He talks about sexual sin and what we are to not do. And honestly, as a young female entering her 20s, this was a very 
hard chapter for me to listen to because in my mind, it looked like God was saying, hey, it's all the woman's fault. If a guy falls into sexual sin, it's her fault. No. Friends, yes, there are female predators out there that do draw men in. They set a trap for him. And likewise, in the society that we live in here today, in 2021, there are male predators as well that they will do anything and say anything to get what they want, and it all is evil. So when you hear the word man, the word woman, understand that it, everything here that is spoken is for both men and women, if we want to live right, and yes, I could go through here and I could read and make it a gender neutral pronouns, but I'm not going to do that because this is God's word and it is what it is. And he gave us a brain and we can apply it. So as I read, simply allow God's words to wash over you and through you and trust the Holy Spirit to bring to your understanding that that He needs you to understand today for your life and for your family. Remember, the purpose of this section is for you personally to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth in your life. Proverbs 5 Be faithful to your wife. My son, if you listen closely to my wisdom and good sense, You will have sound judgment, and you will always know the right thing to say. The words of an immoral woman may be as sweet as honey and as smooth as olive oil, but all that you really get from being with her is bitter poison and pain. If you follow her, she will lead you down to the world of the dead. She has missed the path that leads to life and doesn't even know it. My son, listen to me and do everything I say. Stay away from a bad woman. Don't even go near the door of her house. You will lose your self-respect and end up in debt to some cruel person for the rest of your life. Strangers will get your money and everything else you have worked for. When it's all over, your body will waste away as you groan and shout, I hate it, advice and correction. I paid no attention to my teachers and now I am disgraced in front of everyone. You should be faithful to your wife just as you take water from your own well and don't be like a stream from which just any woman may take a drink. Save yourself for your wife and don't have sex with other women. Be happy with the wife you married when you were young. She is beautiful and graceful, just like a deer. You should be attracted to her and stay deeply in love. Don't go crazy over a woman who is unfaithful to her own husband. The Lord sees everything and he watches us closely. Sinners are trapped and caught by their own evil deeds. They get lost and die because of their foolishness and lack of self-control. Yes, lack of self-control. People, 
God gave us wisdom. He created us for one person, not a whole bevy of people. And, you know, um, His Word is true. There's so much wisdom in this chapter. And yes, it's very easy as a woman, as a sister, to be offended by what is here. And, you know, Satan is just all in our face about that. God's saying that we are evil women. No, that's not what God's saying. We need to remember the context in which this was written. Proverbs was written to men for men, and yet it's in God's Word. So God wants us to understand. And yes, in that society, men carried the burden for their families. And that doesn't happen very much in our society, and I understand that. But yes, women are tempted every single day to cross the line into relationships that they're being enticed to. So we need to understand that the the wisdom here about staying true to our spouses is truth. And I just encourage you, take this chapter and read it to the Lord, ladies, and ask Him to give you understanding that He is not condemning you. He is condemning when we cross the line and do inappropriate things.